0: Welcome to the Ad Astor podcast. Today we have with us Dr. Eyal Kedar. Thank you for coming. Uh, and Your thank friend you friend inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is a faculty member at Tel High College. Um, She's also a research uh, fellow at the University of IFA and currently the vice-president of the Roger Bacon Research Society. And Roger Bacon is exactly uh, the topic that uh, brought us here today because it's one of your specialties. So it's it's your main research focus um, since your PhD thesis, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's true and may I just add because currently I'm I'm visiting a, a fellow at uh, AKGF in uh, Pfau University in uh, Erlangen. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, So yeah, my I, I did my dissertation, uh, which was quite a while ago on Roger Bacon, uh, and 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 yeah, may I just stress that it was Roger Bacon, not Francis Bacon, <laughs> not
2: <laughs> Kevin Bacon, no, no, not
1: not even Kevin Bacon, no. Um, yeah, yeah, there. I mean, because many people have heard about Francis Bacon, not, not so many people have heard about uh, Roger Bacon. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have the same last name, but Roger Bacon uh, was uh, about 300 years before uh, Francis. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Francis actually have uh, read Bacon or about Bacon. Um, so he knew him, but they were very, very different uh,
2: historical
1: personas.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. good. <laughs> although they, although they uh, kind of well, I wouldn't say knew each other, but uh, Francis, which comes later, read about Roger. So yeah, yeah Bacon exactly. on Bacon. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Th- there are some similarities between them. If you want, we can talk about it later.
2: Oh, mm. well, let's focus on Roger. <laughs> yeah. Our...
0: So can you, can you tell us a little bit about who's who's this figure and his importance uh, to to the history of knowledge and philosophy?
1: Okay. So so first of all he's he was a medieval uh, author and he was born roughly I mean we're not 100% sure uh, around uh, 30, uh, 30, uh, 12, 1220 maybe a bit earlier and died apparently in 1292 93 okay long life uh, and he was uh, he was from the British island by by origin but he spent um, a, a part of his career also in Paris. Uh, he was one of the first uh, scholars to, um, to teach, actually, Aristotle at the University of Paris, mm. uh, right after uh, the new translations, the, the Renaissance of the 12th century. And, and so uh, he was one of the first uh, people to teach um, much of, uh, you know, Aristotle physics, metaphysics and all that in, in the, at the University of Paris. Um, and at a certain point in his life, he, he joins the Franciscans, so he beca- becomes a Franciscan friar. Um, and uh, he has become uh, famous uh, for several se- uh, several reasons. Okay, uh, he uh, he wrote a lot. He he uh, the age in which he lived uh, appreciated uh, uh, theoretical knowledge more than practical knowledge. Okay, uh, But he wrote a lot about how the, the importance of the application of knowledge. Uh, he actually said that, I mean, if you cannot apply your knowledge to enhance and better human lives, there's no point in gaining this knowledge. He mm-hmm. went that far. And so he wrote a lot about the application of knowledge. First, for example, for, for things like that we consider very modern, like the prolongation of life. And he thought that human life can be prolonged up to more than a thousand years. Uh, very sorry? Very optimistic. <laughs> yes, yes. And we're going to go back to this optimism, you okay. uh, know. And um, he envisioned uh, building of instruments. For example, he talked about machines that could uh, fly in the air, machines that could um, uh, dive underwater, mm. in which, you, you know, uh, driven by humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he speaks about a lot about all kinds of wonderful inventions uh, that, with the help of sciences, we can, we can achieve. And he had a, a vision of his main text was the Opus Maius. Uh, which he sent to the Pope uh, in 1268, um, along with some other, some other texts. And, and in the Opus Maius, he suggests a comprehensive uh, reorganization of Christian studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a part of the scholastic, I mean, he was teaching according to the principles of the scholastic method, but he had a lot of criticism on that method. Uh, And he, because it was too logical, it was too removed, too far removed from daily experience Mm -hmm. and from, and and it wasn't concerned at all with application of knowledge. So he wanted to to, uh, include new sciences in the curriculum. One of them was astrology, uh, but also alchemy, optics. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was very, very famous for, uh, I mean, one one of his greatest achievements was the transmission of uh, the, the fruits of uh, Muslim uh, uh, achievements in, in, in optics to the Latin world, uh, especially Al uh, Hazen. He read Al Hazen and, uh, and he actually uh, understood much of his uh, geometrical optics and he explains that in Latin. Um, so that was one and, and, uh, one area. And, and he talked a lot. I mean, he wrote a lot about uh, math, about the importance of math in, in investigating nature. The thing is, when he writes math, he means mostly geometry and especially the geometrical analysis of radiation. Okay. So the radiation of light that comes from the optics, yeah, becomes sort of a... Um, Mm, the archetype for all other radiations but everything that works all physical, every physical activity every physical action in nature is uh, can be explained according to the pre- geometrical principles of radiation and he had this really famous theory called the multiplication of species uh, species not in the uh, meaning of the species and, and, and genus uh, not in the this the the sense of the categories but species as a sort of small images or icons that each active uh, agent um, spreads to its surrounding and they spread and and, and these species they they are the the basic mechanism behind everything physical that happens and also behind sense perception because when we see we perceive species when we hear we perceive species when we smell is all done by perception of species um, and the species move around um, in straight lines, and the strength of their action is determined by the length of the line of the line. And so, so ang- angle angles have very important uh, function here. Um, the strength of their of their activity can be calculated. In principle, he has um, a set of laws. Actually, he calls it laws of nature, naturae, uh, laws of nature, that administers the activity of species. But not only he has laws of nature, no, not only for the activity of species. He also speaks about the law of the gravity of water, for example. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, and the uh, universal law of nature,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and um, yeah. I, so uh, I mean, he was he had the, his image for a long time, at least in the nineteenth century. His image was a man of a a man before his time, an enlightened man in an age of darkness. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, so the 20th century scholarship kind of corrected this uh, distorted picture uh, and pretty much placed him as a man of his time. Nevertheless, he had a few very unique ideas. Mm -hmm. One of them, uh, so uh, this whole idea of the reorganization of knowledge um his um, uh, theory of the multiplication of species uh, his, he gave much importance to astrology to alchemy he thought that you can prolong life by using by by using alchemy in uh, by medicine using alchemy um, and uh, he thought like that uh, practical sciences was really important he wanted to sort of restore restore them to, to give them uh, uh to make them more prestigious um and and uh, uh for example science of agriculture he was he was talking about and uh uh so what we consider to be like engineering mm-hmm. he was he he thought it is in his current milieu I would say it did not receive uh the right attention or the right uh, rank it deserves um so, uh, yeah, uh, is there anything else? Uh, I mean, yeah, I could go on. I have
2: two questions. I have two questions. I really <laughs>
1: know.
2: First of all, um, But I will ask both of them together and then you, you will manage the questions. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, I would ask you to uh, give an example of species for people who are listening to this podcast, like um, an apple or something like that. Okay. And the other question before you go, um, this is a bit of a spin off and so just, Yes or no, um, is, um, anyway, uh, Roger Bacon had some kind of influence in later uh, philosophers and people? And I'm specifically thinking, because you mentioned machines, uh, Leonardo da Vinci in the late 1450s 14, 14 no. or something? Like 100
1: years after Bacon.
2: Yes. Yes. Did you read Bacon or something?
1: I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure because I don't know what he did.
2: But because. He was pretty, he, So,
1: but the, the most interesting thing I can tell you about Bacon's influence is that he was read by, uh, I think it was John Dee. Ah, um, I see. And he Much wrote Imagomundi. More... I think it was John Dee who wrote Mundi, or am I mixing? Am I confused? He was um, uh, Goswan de Metz.
2: There, there are, there are, are several. Many, there are many. Magomundi. There, are
0: many Magomundi.
1: there are several books. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it was John Dee. Anyway, he. Uh, so Bacon provides a calculation of the size of Earth, not just of the size of Earth, but also of the size of the Sun, and 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 uh, I think it was John Dee. He uh, quotes him, but you know, without giving proper reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Columbus was reading John Dee. Ah. And you know that Columbus was on a search to find America because uh, he one of one reason was that he miscalculated the size of Earth. He thought he, he thought it was much smaller than it actually is, which is why when he got to America, he thought uh, I mean he thought it was India. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, this miscalculation was based on what you read from John Dee, which John Dee took from Roger Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: exactly, con-
1: yeah. so both Co- columbus's uh, mistake and incentive can be traced back <laughs> in part at least to yes, the yes. Bacon. um so uh i you know when i started working on him i thought because he had no influence because he was actually banned at a certain point and this is interesting because it may have to do, this ban may have to do with his astrology. <laughs> uh, I mean, we don't know why. We, we don't really know why. Uh, he was apparently uh, held few years in a house arrest. Uh, he was, or and was some kind of imprisonment and his, his writings were condemned. And uh, I thought that, you know, uh, because if you look at mainstream scholasticism, if you read, you know, the people who came after Bacon, like uh, John Don Scottus and Ockham. Uh, the, so the, the theory of the multiplication of species is very, very present in Don Scottus, but n- you, you cannot find any references for Bacon. I mean, I could not. I mean, and, uh, but uh, apparently he was read and later generation, for example, yeah, Francis Bacon. He, 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 and, and, uh, uh, I think I read, who was that? Maybe Descartes, uh, who mentioned him. I mean, he was, but the thing is, I think in many ways he became more a hero of popular culture, like scientific popular culture, mm-hmm. because he had all those crazy ideas. More, it was more that than the influence of his specific ideas. Okay. And in, in many ways he, he was anticipating like the idea of laws of nature and we'll talk about soon progress, yeah optimism. Um, but these, I'm not sure had much influence. I mean of course it is yet to be studied and there's a lot there's a lot to still find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: let me ask you at this point. the fact that he was condemned might explain why people are transmitting his ideas but not mentioning him because they would might incur some problem because they're reading things that are forbidden.
1: Yeah, it's true, but I think it was also, uh, you know, they did not uh, at the time abide by the same academic standards we are. But yeah, but I have to say, uh, just uh, to kind of de- qualify what I said before, he had considerable influence on, in optics because he had uh, uh, Vitello, for example, he was apparently learning from him, he was a student or and uh, John Peckham, they both wrote very influential op- optical textbooks that were studied in, at the universities and were very, very popular. And they were uh, much influenced by Bacon. So there were, they, they, I mean, their the association, their association with him was a matter of fact, well known. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, well, yes. In optics, he did have a lot of influence and maybe if you wanna hear about why he, why he was condemned because of his astrology.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah uh,
1: so he um, he wrote about the great conjunction which we had it was a month ago I mean the
2: <laughs> yeah. it was
1: 21st, 21st, 21st of December I think it was right So he ascribed the uh, the star of Bethlehem. He said it was I mean which sort of announced uh, Jesus Jesus coming, the coming of Christ. Uh, he thought, he associated that, he thought it was a sort of a great conjunction, and, and he, uh, so he kind of, um, you know, I can see how people thought that would be heretic, heretical, uh, to say, you know, that the coming of Christ was announced by, or, you know, with, uh, caused maybe by the stars.
0: Yeah, I think that's the problem with the great conjunctions. Um, it's that um, it's, they're supposed to announce great changes in kingdoms and religions and prophets and Mm -hmm. that doesn't go well at all with Christian Christian thinking and that's why they're put aside, well it's one of those factors that is completely, um, that that is highly rejected and Mm -hmm. argued by uh, uh, Christians environments but then it is Widely used as a basis for prognostication in in, in, a, in a political context, so it's a very interesting phenomenon.
2: Ambiguous, they yeah. are very ambiguous. Because That's okay for political. Uh, it's not that it's okay;
0: it's used. Oh, yeah. they use it constantly, mm-hmm. but then they also have to put those caveats that they're not uh, yeah. uh, that they're not following the the ideas that it's going to predict uh, new religions, new kingdoms, mm-hmm. new prophets. That's yeah.
2: Like, the side, but yeah. they are very ambiguous. They say like I'm predicting this, but I'm not predicting this really. Yeah. They say something like I'm just saying what can happen, and then God will decide if if it will happen or not. <laughs> and they had to defend themselves really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I
1: didn't answer your your question, um, Elena. About uh, you wanted me to give an an example for a species.
2: Yes, because it's a concept that uh, I'm sure that uh, it's very familiar for people who study philosophy, but for other people, it could be a bit a bit off, yeah. off the chart. Yeah.
1: So Okay, so uh,
2: according to how, and, and it was,
1: so the multiplication of species, the theory of the multiplication of species was very common in the 30th century. Uh, Occam rejects it, but there, uh, in the 14th century, but there are a lot of, there are a lot of arguments about its details, and um uh according to so but Bacon, Bacon was the one who most fully elaborated on this theory. He has a whole book devoted to it, the multiplication specierum. And he gives like a very detailed uh description, definitions uh of, of how it works, the mechanism, and and so on. So um so each active nature, he says, issues constantly automatically spontaneously he doesn't have to mean to do that he just does it uh, species in all directions he does not um, uh, intend his species to reach a certain um, go uh, a certain um, uh, receiver they just it, it's uh, it, uh, it just it is just being spread and uh, it and, and an agent is not the same as an object. Okay, so an object because an object can issue a few kinds of species. Okay, because mm-hmm. all five senses works wor- work by species, and so there are species of smell, species of color, species of light, mm-hmm. uh, species of sounds. Um, it's not entirely clear how it works with touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's. Look. We have very short lines. You have to pick. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's take an apple, okay? So, which is green and it has its its smell. So the the green color. Uh, so the so the apple just issues everywhere to, in all directions. Uh, small images of its color. Okay. Mm-hmm. It also issues small images of its smell. Okay. Now. The thing is, this the the species they do not move in the medium. No, they regenerate themselves. No, like, it's it's like they, they they multiply. This is the meaning of multiplication of species. They multiply themselves. Uh, it's kind of forms that they they ride on the matter of the recipient. So, for example, in the medium you have air. Okay, so air is the matter, and the form uh, of of the, the green form, okay, it kind of, uh, it, 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 it uh, creates itself again and again in the matter of air. And so then, yeah, yeah, and then when it gets to the eye, it is, it, it, it moves to the matter of the eye. Mm-hmm. Okay? And which is a different kind of matter, therefore it expresses itself differently in, in this kind of matter. It, and um, not everyone can receive, not all recipients can receive in the same manner, the the green color so so and, and and the same species would have different therefore the same species would have different would create different effects mm-hmm. in different recipients okay and he gives all always the um, the example of heat so heat that's also that's uh, 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 something that belongs to the sense of touch actually oh.
2: uh,
1: so you know the sun creates heat right the species are multiplied and in some places it, it could it would create um, uh, it would cause things to put putrefy putrefy in other places it would cause plants to grow okay it depends what's the who is the receiver
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. it's yeah. a
1: mechanism of influence of how things in the world influence one another mm-hmm. well that brings us to
2: astrology
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
2: How does he explain uh, the functioning of astrology? That is one of the big questions about Bacon, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so he actually, yes, so he so he combines his theory of the multiplication of species with his astrology. So he actually, uh, he thinks, I mean for him it is very very obvious and very clear that the planets, uh, they cause changes on earth and you know that was also his not unique in that. Everybody was mainstream. (laughs) But he gave, uh, 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 he had had at his hands already a fully developed mechanism of how they can influence Earth. Okay and that was through radiation, through the multiplication of species and it is not just their light. It's of course their light has a lot to do with that but of course not all uh, planets have their own light. So uh it's not just the light it's um, uh, but it is radiation okay and and the same principles you know the same the, all the laws that govern the multiplication of species uh, they they can explain how the planet's influence and causes physical processes here on earth uh, and one thing i i i i, uh, I mean, that's not, Purely astrology, but it, it's interesting because he investigated. He had uh, 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 an explanation of how the moon causes the ebb and flow. yes, and and it has to do with with his his rays, okay, with the rays and and their you know, when when and and it has to do some something also with astrological principles because he speaks about the ascension. Of, of of the moon, and then his uh, his rays are stronger, uh, and they cause. Uh, and, and of course, it has to do with the angle of their uh, the rays hit the water, the body of water, and then they cause when they're strong, uh, they cause the water to swell, to to rarify, and therefore to swell. And um, so yes, yeah, so, so his whole explanation of of, uh, of of the phenomena of tide is is uh it's the same i mean the same principles as his explanation of the in general of the, of the link of the connection between planets and what and events on earth
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. and yeah.
1: it is very it's, it's very very comprehensive this uh, this uh influence of course it is not just physical uh it can determine also uh character of nations Mm -hmm. and he read uh, Albu Mazar, he was very influenced by Albu Mazar in general, one thing that was uh, and he was criticized for that, I mean at his time and this may be one reason why he was condemned he really, really, he was really enthusiastic about uh, Muslim scholarship oh yeah. he was, uh, uh, I know that for example, Peter John Oliver, he really criticized him about that he said that he, he was fascinated, fascinated with the, uh, you know, with Arab scholarship, and you know that's not so good because they're not uh, such we are not Christians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, but he really he loves to read. Uh, you know, uh, he he didn't read Arabic apparently, uh, but the uh, but the funny thing is, apparently he didn't know him.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he teaches Hebrew in his Opus Maius. he has a few pages where he teaches Hebrew, and there are Hebrew letters there, and he teaches how to pronounce them. He was one of the things uh, he wanted to change in um, in the curriculum. Uh, was uh, he thought that the translations were bad, both the translations of Aristotle and the translations of the Bible. And if you want to have a correct, accurate translation of the Bible, at least of the Old Testament, you have to know Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And he was working apparently with some other scholars to uh, to read the Hebrew Bible and and to translate it. <laughs>
2: he never finished that project.
1: I I am not sure it wasn't a project of his own. I, I know that there were a few circles of scholars doing that, and and they were helped in some places also by uh, rabbis.
2: Oh, I see. Very good. Very interdisciplinary project.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was associated with this. I mean, I mean, he wasn't. Uh, I, I don't think he was. He himself was actually translating, but mm-hmm. he was at least parts of group doing that. Mm-hmm. And so he speaks all about the you know the origin, the important the the importance of the going back to the original text.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think you agree too. <laughs> okay. yeah. When it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to the matter of um, influence um, of stars, um, we always uh, say, and this is one of the classical questions that I wanted to ask you: uh, What is Bacon's position on on this? Are the stars actually uh, active agents of influence? Mm-hmm. Are just they only symbols? Uh, how does he see this? Because there is some kind of uh, ambivalence in what he writes. Yeah. So uh, there are definitely, definitely
1: causes. They're not just symbols. They're not just signs. Uh, and he, re- I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, wherever I read, I mean, he, 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 he uses the word causes. You know, and he explain. He gives the really. Detailed explanations of how they cause things, and um, and he goes pretty far also with uh, regarding you did not I know it's interesting it, for you you did not ask about this specifically about the question of determinism. I it was my next. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes pretty far with that um, because he thinks the stars have influence on a man's character on his inclinations. Uh, they do not determine uh, how, um, how a person behaves 100%, mm-hmm. but they do heavily incline him yeah. to certain behaviors, to having a certain character, and they do that not just directly, they do that um, also, you know, by, um, he has this concept of place, and he, he says that place is a principle of generation, Okay each place it's each unique each point on the planet he thought it was unique it was unique because of the unique combination of rays it got from the stars and planets and so uh, the place of birth of a person is very important in defining and and, uh, shaping his character and you cannot change that of course he has to I mean you do have some freedom of choice uh because you don't have to follow your, your inclinations and you can fight your character but it's very difficult yeah, 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 yeah right? um yeah so, um, but again, I'm not sure I was answering your original question. No,
2: you were, you were, because um, the two main questions, uh, they are interconnected. Ah, signs or causes, you were asking about signs. Yeah, that was the, the one. And then that actually relates w- with what you just said, because people think if he says the, the stars are only signs, mm-hmm. there's no much determinism in it. And then if he says its causes, it's mm-hmm. very deterministic. And actually, it's not, not that linear, um, all the, the positions regarding determinism of philosophers are always uh, complex. They are not um, direct, I would say. And I, I suppose it's the same with Bacon. You, you tell me.
1: Yes, yes. And I I, uh, I, I want to say something else about the signs and causes issue. Um, so, you know, there's, in astrology, there's this princ- the principle of co-naturality. Right? Uh, uh, a certain uh a planet which is more say hot uh,
2: influences it has a special connection with things on earth who are hot yes yes oh that is just let me say something that is quite a problem well not a problem a philosophical issue uh-huh. because the planets are supposed for that time to supposed to be um for aristotle at least to be uh, made of a perfect uh, matter. Right. Ether, yeah,
1: but and they, if they are conventional, so. yeah, but, but it's like, you know, but there's also water, um, and, and, um, they are the element, because they speak about the elements being above the moon, but they say it's not, they're
2: not exactly the same elements. As exactly, well. exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's this, and uh, <coughs> some of them say this. They are made of the quintessence. I don't know. Do you say that the perfect yeah, um, element? Ether, ether. But uh-huh. they are do uh-huh. yes, the ether. But they are um, connected. Yeah. There's an element on Earth. Yeah. Some of them. I think the Stoics, if I'm not mistaken, they say no, no, no. They are made of elements. <coughs> so they discuss this a lot, mm-hmm. and um, how they. Uh, it's okay. They influence elements on earth but how do they influence them if they are not of that element that's exactly what you are what
1: happens with this comaturality is that it's there's something unexplainable there because what i mean so so the uh the moon i think the moon is cold and 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 moist right so uh so it influences things on earth that are cold and moist but how exactly i mean that does does it influence you don't have a mechanism of explanation it's to sympathy i don't know it's something very occult yes yeah. and the mechanism of of the radiation and the multiplication of species is a more um uh it's, it's less occult i mean there the causes are very out, are spelled out very clearly okay and you can describe them and even not always measure them but compare different strength of action, mm-hmm. angles, you know, you, you, it's not, uh, uh, it is more ex- ex- explicit and it is more, you can more discuss it in, in the then, you know, scientific terms in, in Aristotelian. More, uh, like a more uh, objective. Thinking, yeah. sorry? More objective perhaps. Uh, yeah, it's less, it is less concealed, okay? Because you can explain it more uh, so, Bacon has both of them. Okay, he has the core naturality principle, and he has the multiplication of species. Uh, but of course, the multiplication of species is, it takes way more space in his writing, and he he lays more stress on it, right? Okay, mm-hmm. The core naturality <laughs> and. I see, as in some way, I'm not entirely determined about this. I still need to think about it. I think the core naturality is linked somehow with the planets being signs. But I also think that he, I mean, he, he, he takes, so, so the stars, the planets are signs, and he takes that from Albu Mazar and maybe from other sources, I don't know. Um, when he writes about the what, what we call historical astrology, he specifically writes, and that's in the Opus Maius, uh, he specifically writes that uh, I think Mars uh, symbolizes uh, deceit and there's another one I'm not, I don't remember at the moment uh, that uh, symbolizes the reading of books. Mercury. Mercury,
2: probably.
1: Yeah, Mercury. So, and, and of course, and he follows Album Azar uh, in, uh, in linking each uh, planet with, an, with the six nations, you know, with the six religions. Uh uh, and their the rise and, and downfall um but in the same book in the opus Maius, he also writes extensively on the mechanism of uh, causality you know that of how the planet' causes changes on earth and I think he doesn't see any any tension here between the function of the of the planet as signs and as causes because um, Bacon. One of the uh, original theories he had was his semiotics. He had a very original and interesting division of signs, and the category of natural signs is very important in, in that in, uh, in his um, in his theory in his semiotics. And uh, I think he, he could have very easily considered the planets as natural signs. and a natural science sign. Can signify something by be, by being similar to something else, hence co-naturality. Uh, and but it can also signify something else by being its cause or its effect. Yes, Bacon, Bacon oh. provides the example of a smoke and fire. Okay, a smoke signifies fire. Okay, even if you don't see the fire, you know it's there once you see a smoke. Okay, because mm-hmm. There's a, a causal relation between them. So in Bacon's eyes, he can speak about the planets as signs. He can speak about them as causes. It's fine. It's, it, it goes
2: well together. It fits. Yeah, yeah. that is, that is interesting. And that is so much uh, related to uh, medieval mentality. They were not as prone to see contradiction as we are now. They were very much into eclectic. yeah eclectic, eclectic is the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or syncretic, if you prefer. They, they were just they were not so much worried about contradiction.
1: Mm-hmm. Now
2: we are like always. Oh, this cannot be that. For them, it could be both.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not entirely. I, I I do not entirely agree. I mean, I think this is a very. I mean, this is a very uh, important characteristic of Bacon. I mean, he is very eclectic. He wants to take from here and from there and to see how it fits together. But if you if you think about scholastic method, I mean... No, I'm not thinking about scholastic. I'm thinking about... The definitions and, you know, and, and yeah. uh, they were really very much concerned with contradictions.
2: Yeah, 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 I was not thinking about that. I was thinking specifically about practitioners, medieval practitioners, mm-hmm. from the few examples we have. They are very much like Bacon. They try different methods. Apparently... Um, Contradictory methods, apparently, mm-hmm. and they just try them in practice. Mm-hmm. Actually, my PhD was about one of these uh, astrologers. Uh-huh. Really not concerned about contradictions. You were just experimenting all the theories in practice. Uh, I was more in that in that uh, field. <coughs> of course, if you, you know, go to scholastics, it's a, a different thing. Because there's a,
1: there's a gap, there's a divide between the technicians, you know, the practitioners, and the people at the universities.
2: Yeah.
1: A, so Bacon, he was not a technician at all. Although he does write, he see how he argues to have experiments with lenses, you know, some optical. But he was mostly writing about making instrument, not making them himself. So. Yes, yeah.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: yeah. You had a yeah. question. Yeah, I yeah. was yeah. wondering uh, if this um, <coughs> combination or right, this coexistence of, of uh, causes and signs regarding uh, celestial influence were not a way also to justify uh, different types of influence. So like we were talking, the moon is hot, uh, it's cold and moist, so it moves water, it would explain the tides and other phenomena. But then the moon is also related uh, to travelers and it's also related to to a number of other uh, other Mm. human activities. In which the, the natural connection is harder to to do. Like for example, the fact that we talk about Mercury is associated to people who read, people who study. So, how do you make a connection there between the na- Mercury as a natural cause and 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 that uh, characteristic? So probably this this that this going going on and of of signs and causes probably is a way of covering. A wider range of, of phenomenon that they are observing in their yes. practice. And
2: explaining a very old yeah. tradition also. It enables flexibility in your
1: explanations. Yeah, it, it gives you more more uh, ways, you know. Yeah. To explain. A
0: wider range. And, you know, when
1: I think about the moon and the tide, so Bacon raises the question, why does the moon causes the water to swell but not the earth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's, if, if you explain it only by radiation, then the same radiation works on earth and water, but only the water swells. So the answer is because of the co-naturality of the moon with the water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have a special
2: connection. Mm-hmm. So both theories um, work together. You needed bo- them both actually, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Yeah. 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 I think we should, uh, we should uh, think of um, exploring more uh, in the future, work, um, Bacon and his uh, Mm -hmm. ideas about uh, the the functioning of astrology and uh,
1: yeah uh, yeah, I think there's more I mean there's so much much more work to do on on this this. yeah Yeah, because
0: we can have here a very important medium of transmission of ideas and philosophical ideas behind Mm -hmm. the explanation of astrology so so, yeah yeah these authors are key not not only bacon but others but these are, authors are key to understand the transmission how the ideas then travel uh, forward in time and how they change and how they they shift their perception yeah
1: exactly i mean I, I i would i would just say that you know i think they're they're important not just to explain what happens later you know they're important uh, because because they 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 are part of of the history of science and the history of philosophy, um, and they're important for us to try to identify patterns of how ideas change. You know, because you know astrology changes according to the other theories you hold to, right? You you apply them on, onto how you do astrology. Yes. There
2: are many, yeah. So uh, it's a, it's very dynamic. Uh, it is and yeah. it's also the also part of our uh, project the astro project it has to do with this how the ideas and the practices and the techniques they are applied and they change or don't change throughout time that's mm-hmm. very much the what we do
0: how all this interacts
2: uh, yes how everything <laughs> yeah.
0: interacts. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, before we finish um what are your, your current projects, uh, ongoing projects on your research? Uh,
1: okay, so I am doing two things right now that has to do with astrology, and, and those two things has to do with my, me, uh, the project I'm, I'm doing in uh, AKGF. Uh, so one has to do with the question of progress, and, and Lena and I had some discussions about this. <laughs> uh, because I was wondering, because Bacon is so optimistic about the future and about the ability... Of mankind, humankind, to uh, uh, to make its existence and its life better, and he, he says he's very explicit about that. You know, with if 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 you, he says to the Pope and to the, the readers of the Opus Dei, if you will adopt my suggestions, and will develop these sciences. I suggest. I mean the. Yeah, human lives can be prolonged and human lives can be better and can have a, a, a better society, a more just society, and we can have, he even speaks about peace, you know, sometimes even world peace. Um, and um, so, uh, and, and he, uh, and along that he has this historical astrology of the, of the nations, you know, rising and falling. And um, and I was wondering whether uh, he held to a, a, a certain kind. Certainly not the modern idea of progress. That's for sure not. But maybe mm-hmm. we could uh, uh, identi- identify some uh, germs of this idea there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Elena asked me, but doesn't he, I mean, isn't his uh, 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 vision, I mean, repetitive, I mean, c- circular? Well, I, I mean, because he does speak about, for example, when he speaks about the prolongation of life, he wants to restore
2: exactly. the constitution of before the fall. Exactly, exactly. This and when was our first conversation, I remember. And when he speaks about
1: the wisdom that the first patriarch had, you know and and so he wants to restore this he say he think this we had that and we lost it mm-hmm. uh, but um on the other end he's christian and he has he's, he's committed to a linear view of history so i think there's a tension here that needs some exploration um and i had i was asked by a friend uh, recently a very interesting question he asked can there be a concept of science without a concept of progress? And, and 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 I think you know I, because I, I want to take a look, closer look at Bacon's concept of science in the context, you know, in the context of, of his ast- astrology and most his, his historical astrology, and see. Uh, so I think I think it's like it's, it's it, it, it this question uh, makes the question of progress more. Urgent, let's say. Okay, so this is something. One thing I'm looking into, and the other thing is um, the question: uh, uh, the question of how the planets as signs and as causes are uh, uh, how these two functions are, are, are linked by uh, Bacon's uh, uh, classification of signs by his semiotics. Uh, these are the two projects. to a lot of work. Yeah, but
2: interesting. Very, very interesting. interesting yeah? very We're interesting.
0: looking forward to see the results. And, yes, and, to and
2: oh, oh, you will. <laughs> we will talk later. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: uh. so, thank you very much for sharing uh, this, uh, your your research and your experience and your knowledge of, of Bacon. Uh, uh, it's uh, certainly one key figure to to understand in the history of philosophy and. Mm-hmm. The history of astrology um, and yeah. we will keep in touch yeah, good yeah.
1: Good. yeah and thank you for inviting me it was a pleasure <laughs> Well, it was a pleasure yeah. it was